Yo, yo. Good morning, Melina. What's up? Welcome to another episode of Dogging It. <laughs> Welcome, man. How are you? Good, man. It's early out here in the desert, but I needed to talk to you. Day one's in the books. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's we do what we got to do. We only do it a couple times a year, and this is an important one, man. It's the U.S. Open. Hey, did uh, do I did I come in blurry this time? No, you're looking good, man. For once in nice. your life, you're looking okay. good. Yeah, <laughs> one for the good yeah. guys. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm already following all of your short videos out there. Your your content that you're putting out, it's awesome. So uh, I, I have to ask you, how did you get the interview with Earl? And what did he say when you approached him? <laughs> no, so, okay, listen, first of all, there's like proper channels you got to go through out here. Like it's not, when I'm at a tournament, it's usually I'm just grabbing guys. And that's kind of how I've been used to doing things. And so uh, I really try to make a conscious effort to like respect the proper channels within Matchroom, right? So I have like a POC that I go through. Um, but they've been pretty balanced when it comes to like giving me free reign uh along with you know me asking them at times you know because a lot of these guys joey we've talked to them before right we've had relationships with them over the years so it's not like i'm introducing myself and even though they may get a little annoyed that i'm still sweating them um <laughs> but with earl it's different so most guys i'll just go up to them and ask them uh and then ask adam of course and by the way adam and jake for matchroom have been fantastic but um so anyway i was like there's no if i go up to earl he's for sure gonna snub me so I said, Adam, can you make it happen? And they both kind of gave me a look like, oh, that's a good question. Like they weren't <laughs> sure either. You know? so, <laughs> so I said, listen, it's at least it's at least um, worth the swing. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool, man. I mean, Earl's a legend as much as, you know, he's low hanging fruit at times for criticism. He's also low hanging fruit when it comes to like holding him on a pedestal because he's still one of the greatest players ever, you know, yeah. and will yeah. and will always be. Um, yeah. So yeah, but no, he was. Well, the, uh, he was the a thing great I love player. about Earl, the thing I love about him is like you can't anticipate what he's going to talk about. So no. like he starts starts talking about the hurricane off the coast and how it's changed the conditions, and I'm like, really? That's kind of interesting. It's so funny because one thing that I really try to make a conscious effort of is respect everybody's time, right? So like yeah. the players are practicing, and I'm sure they want to get in and get out, and so. And, and when I tell these guys um, that, hey, I want to talk to so-and-so, I'm like, look, I'm going to keep it real lean. And I really make an effort to try to keep it lean, you know. But Earl goes on these tangents. And so I'm very – I'm looking at, like, the, <laughs> the clicker on the time on the on the video, right? Yeah. And uh, and then I'm like, fuck, we're at three minutes. Oh, God, we're at four minutes, you know. And <laughs> But Earl's just going. And what are you going to do, right? You're not going to – you're not going to slow yeah. him down. So You're not going to yeah. stop Earl Strickland when he's on a – Negative. A, Negative. A talking no. point, that's for sure. <laughs> Well, hey, you're doing a great job, and uh, you know you couldn't happen without the sponsors that helped you get out there. Uh, so thank you to those guys. They're up the top, right, Mike? Yeah. So Ivan Lee with Aaron Myth, uh, Kevin Steyer with Integrity Cues, Alberto Trujillo with Fort Worth Billiards, Oscar and Desiree, uh, Hard Times, Q Tech, and Brett Garson, and then Jenny Lynn with How Tips. Which actually, I met Jenny yesterday. It was a very uh, productive conversation, which was awesome. Kevin Steyer, he's actually here. Um, so I'm going to do some stuff with him a little later on and, um, go check out the cues that he's got and hang out at the Q tech booth for a little bit. So it's going to be, it's going to be a great day, man. But yeah, we definitely couldn't do it without them for sure. Yeah. So if, if you guys are, um, interested in following the content as Mike gets it, make sure you're following windows open on Facebook because yeah. all of, when he's out there with his phone, grabbing stuff, 
he can post it to Windows, doesn't always have time to post it to Pool Player Podcast, Facebook, or YouTube. So make sure you're following Windows Open on Facebook. So we got quite a few people in here already. Jeremy Jones is in the chat. Mike Pinozo, Crypto. I got to talk to Jeremy yesterday, man. What's that? I got to talk to Jeremy yesterday. It was, uh, you know, he's always full of insight, man. But one thing that I really wanted to get, you know, his thoughts on was the Corey match. And that was really the like early talking point of yesterday's U S open, because, you know, Joe, like in these tournaments, especially early on, you can have just chalk, man. You know, you can have, you can have just matches where it can be a little lopsided. It can, but then there's, there's trap games too. Like you have in any sports, right? But that Corey match against coping Chung, first of all, I lost the bet because I took Eric Roberts over Corey. Yes, you did. That I I dog that one, but then Corey shocks the world and beats little co. Yes. And, you know, you were pretty adamant that Eric was going to be Corey. And I want to say that for one time in life, I called a pool match, right? And I said, no, Corey was going to get it. (laughs) I, I, much like you, I was very surprised that he pe- he beats Little Co right after that because when we saw him out in Washington, it just didn't seem like he was that into pool right now. But I told you, going into the Eric Roberts match, big event, U.S. Open, Corey's going to get up for it, and he's going to try to play well. And sure enough, he did play well. He's into the third round of the winner's side. It was so funny because I asked the I asked Adam from Matchroom. I said, "Listen, can I get Corey?" Right, and I just I was just coming back from that drama that happened with Oscar. I don't know if you heard about it, but I'll talk about it in a second. But uh, I just came back in the venue and I said, "I want to get Corey." And Corey comes up and he says, "Yeah." So Corey Corey was as surprised as anyone. He's like, "Yeah, man, you know, I borrowed my friend's cue yesterday, and here I am, and I win the event." And I'm like, "Wait till I hit the live button, buddy. Wait till I hit the record button." That's so Corey. Give me those gems. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. But now it was a big win, man. I mean, coming out of nowhere, you know, uh, uh, him making a run in this event can really put the American, like, hierarchy on its head, man, you know, yeah. upside down. Because, you know, for, for me, I don't think he's, you know, close to, you know, that that cusp of being in consideration for Moscone Cup. But you have a win over Eric Roberts. You have a win over Little Co. And if, it, and if he can continue that, yeah, I mean – Man, you want to talk about just getting everyone sweating. And I can think of a few guys who in particular will be sweating on the American side. Oh, yeah. I mean, when Corey was in top form, he would be in that five, right, when he was in top form. And so can he revisit that and turn in a great performance here? I'm telling you, if he gets to the final eight or final 16 in this event, people are going to start talking because we all remember when Corey was – top dog we remember when Corey was winning everything so uh and we always kind of think about it from that angle like if one of those greats from u.s pool could kind of channel that again and play to that top level ability that they used to play to then they're a better pick for Moscone in our minds because we've seen them do it before and their experience and so you know you have the younger guys the lucases the shane wolfers you know but they've never been on that stage so we don't know how they're going to perform Right. And I mean, you got to think about the last time we saw Corey at the Moscone Cup, it was not pretty at all. You know, it was it it was was actually uh, quite the opposite. So uh, but on the on the topic of of Wolford and and Lucas, you know, those are both those are two gentlemen who are looking to make runs and looking to continue to to cement their spots who are now on the one loss side at this year's U.S. Open. Yeah. Um, Mike, I'm not going to put up the brackets, I don't think, because I think we can talk through them um, just as we go. But. You know, the the event started with the defending champion, FSR. There was questions about his health. He had just had, I think, kidney stones and had a, a surgery. 
Um, but he comes out firing, wins nine to one easy, wins nine to two. He's into the third round and uh, played well. Uh, I don't know if you caught any of his matches. Hey, hey can, you, uh, can you post the bracket in the comments? Maybe you guys want to check it out in there. Yeah, um, let's do that. Yeah, no, you know, I got to talk to Francisco and I wanted to see where he was at. And he's always so upbeat. Like, if you just see the dude, you're not going to think like anything was wrong with them a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. He still had his same disposition his same spirit and in a lot of aspects he can play more free because he doesn't have the pressure of trying to make the team um i didn't get to watch a whole lot of the match because i was just kind of bouncing around and it was it wasn't a match that kind of caught my eye other than the fact that he's a defending champion but he showed why he's a defending champion at least by the score line um and then he continued that in, in, in the second round well, maybe a match that did catch your eye was a second-round match between Mickey Krause and uh, Gangflot because Gangflot had been playing well. We had been talking about him, and Mickey wins that one hill-hill to advance to round three to play FSR yeah. coming up tomorrow. So um, that's that's quite a, a win for Mickey there. It's absolutely a big win for Mickey. I, I got a sweat uh, before we went live yesterday morning, me and Mike, I, I was sweating uh, Yanni and, and gang flop because I wanted to see with the eyes, you know, I want to see what this kid. The eye test. The <laughs> eye test. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing that caught my eye in both matches, because I got to sweat the end of the Mickey and gang flop one was his pace of play, you know, and it was it was long, you know, mm. and and so that's not going to serve him well. Once you start getting Shock into up. the, the, yeah, the late, well, not even just on the Moscone aspect, but when you think about getting the later stages of tournaments, you know, yeah. on matchroom stages. So that's something that he's going to have to dial in. There was times when I was really impressed with the kid, but I expected that win out of, out of Gangflot. Um, Mickey showed some heart and it was funny because it took like Gangflot, I want to say like four minutes to run like four balls. And then as soon as he missed you know, at Hill Hill, Mickey runs like the other five balls in like 30 seconds, just bang, 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 <laughs> bang, 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 you know? Um, but yeah, it was, you can tell they both wanted it. You know, talk about young Europeans who want to just maybe build on momentum. I think that Gangflot's got more of, uh, of, of momentum right now than Mickey. But you, if you're Mickey and you have a win like that, and if you can continue it, you know, this is the beauty of what the World Non-Ball Tour rankings, you know, uh, lend itself to, right. right? And anything can happen. You go deep in this event, you're on the radar, man. You know, yep. there's um, that kid Moritz, Joey. You know, I saw Ralph Eckert there sweating a majority of that match with Jesse Engel yesterday. So it's like you can tell there's some guys who are, you know. Okay, I, so I, I don't want to get off track from the U.S. Open, but I do – I, I did hear something about this yesterday posted where somebody said that they don't believe Jason Shaw would get picked for Moscone this year, which to me sounds crazy because he's the heart and soul of that team. But could you see a scenario where like a Maritz gets picked over a Jason Shaw? Um, yeah. <laughs> get out of um, here, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, promoting his thing yeah, on ours. Yeah. Um, look, what Maritz has done in the last two months – is great. Or actually, in the last month, what Maritz has done in the last month has been great. Everybody's yeah. taken notice. But what Jason's done over the last five years is different. You know, when you have a resume, like if you're going to take somebody's spot, you got to do just that, Joey. You got to take it, right? Right. Because Jason has earned that spot to kind of be maybe a little grandfathered into it, you know, even though maybe he may not be at his top form versus years before. Um, and it's just based on that like 1A kind of scale, right? Yeah. 
Um, but if you're Moritz, you're absolutely on notice with everyone. Um, but you still got some work to do. And kudos to Jesse Angle, you know, for putting up a hell of a fight, man. When I saw that matchup, and I didn't even look at it, you know, looking through the brackets, but when I see on the TV table, I said, man, this is something that can that this can be a really tough matchup because I saw Jesse play uh, at the Derby. And it's funny because when I got here the other night, it was him and uh, and uh, what's his name from Minnesota, the trainer. Anyway, it was two guys waiting to check in. And Demetrius. I was like, Demetrius, yeah, yeah. And it was Jesse and, and Demetrius. And I said, oh, you're just going to show up and make the final eight again, right? Just like Derby. And he just kind of laughed, you know. That's just what he does, man. He plays, he plays he's strong, a, man. Incredible talent, incredible talent. I don't think he plays a whole lot of pool either, which is kind of sick. Um, going down the bracket, so we talked about that first group before. Yeah, hold on a second, Joe. I wanna, uh, I wanna talk about this guy in the chat here for a second and get your thoughts on it. What do you think about Mike's comment here? I, I agree with Mike. I mean, I really think that. <laughs> You know, without so you made a good point, right? You have to take the spot. I tell my kids that all the time. If they want to play on a better soccer team, they have to be considerably better than the person they're replacing because then parents get involved, they're upset, this happens. There's a lot of turmoil, right? If you're gonna pluck Jason off that team and put somebody else on that team, you're exposing yourself to a lot of criticism if that player doesn't perform, especially a rookie. And like it has to be like a FSR type of year where <clears throat> you say, okay, this is why this kid needs to replace Jason. And if it is an FSR type of year, he's going to make it on points anyway. So it doesn't really matter. So I don't think it's quite at that point where we're going to uh, take Jason off the team or, you know, uh, replace him with Moritz. But I do think it's kind of cool that Ralph was sitting there sweating Moritz. It, yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of guys that were like that. You can see a lot of European players going and speaking to him all day yesterday. And I'm sure he's got a lot, you know, going through his mind, a lot of players he wants to keep an eye on as well as Jeremy. Um, but, you know, you know there's, a, there's just a difference between making a run or going deep in a pool room versus making a run and going deep at a matchroom major tournament. You know, it, oh, yeah. it, 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 and, it's and so... Look, Jason Shaw in December is insane. Like he plays amazing. He's into the it's it's the perfect environment for him. He can sometimes go into that event not playing great and then play great there. It's just where he thrives. So you can't argue with the results, man. You know? Yeah. So let's go down through the bracket. We talked about that first group of four. The second group of four plays this morning. Uh, Ralph Suke, Earl Strickland's playing. Uh, they're not playing each other, by the way. Uh, Raymond Linares, friend of the show. And then the, the intriguing matchup today at 10 a.m. Eastern time is Wukun Lin and Cash Keaton. I got to talk with uh, Wukun Lin a little bit. We all know what kind of monster that he is. And I got to speak with Cash, you know, and he seems very loose and comfortable and you know, it's it's kind of a, akin to um, not when it comes to like Moscone stuff, but just like a guy who's been been there and is a killer through and through versus a kid who like everyone projects highly on in in cash, you know. Um, and so I think people have high hopes for what that kid's ceiling is. Um, but Wu Kun Lin is a monster. You know, Wu Kun Lin is not is not one to take lightly. This is as good of a first round match. And to be honest with you. I wanted to make sure we went live by nine o'clock because my ass is going to be over there sweating <laughs> that Wu Kun Lin versus Cash Keaton matchup. So, yeah. 
Uh, the next grouping, not a whole lot of surprises. We had Conrad Jishin win his first two matches. He's on to the third round. And then uh, maybe a slight surprise with, well, I didn't think so, but Roland Garcia in the second round knocks off Yoshioka from Japan. I think you were pretty high on Yoshioka in that match. Um, so Conrad versus Roland, that'll happen tomorrow morning. Um, and then the next group, you know, one thing I really like about the layout of this tournament, Mike, I just want to say, I want to interject is that you have players who started their first round yesterday and played two matches. I think that's a good thing, right? Rather than just play through all the first round matches. I like that they got a couple matches in and now the players that play today are going to play a couple matches, right? And and these are these are as a result of players' feedback to guys like Jeremy and Carl. You know, these are what the players wanted. They wanted to be able to stay in rhythm and play, you know, two matchups in a day to um, to kind of have some flow with their game. Um, and you know, this listen. The same goes with the break. Same goes with the table. Like these are all things that have been feedback from the players. This is what we want. I've talked. I talked to a lot of players as you guys saw yesterday. Everybody loves the conditions. They know it's tough, but they want it to play tough. They don't want to play that one ball on the spot with the template nine ball anymore. They want you like they want the best player to win, and they feel like these conditions, tape, pocket sizes, uh, break, racking, give themselves the best option to have the best players win. So, Mike, being there in person and kind of peeping multiple tables and seeing different players play – what impact do those four-inch pockets have? Uh, right now, you get to see a good diversity of like the top players and then some yeah. amateurs. Were you seeing a lot of, of missed balls? Was the quality yes. of play low? It's relative, right? I mean, the better players still won. You know, when you think about upsets, like, yeah, Corey being Coping Chung is an upset, but Corey's also very decorated in his own right, you know? Um, yeah. But – but like, yeah, everybody I talked to said it was tough, but they embraced it. They wanted it, you know, and and this is me talking with them, whether the camera was on or candid conversations I had with a lot of players when the camera was off, you know, like, let me know what you really think. You know, don't don't tell me what, what you may think others may want you to to say, because I want to know. And so uh, but everything was this is what we want. This is how we want to play, you know, because whether the moving gets into play, the safety battle, the tactical battle. They feel like if they're the better player in all those categories, it's going to give them the best shot to win, you know, because they're not going to – it's so hard to luck in a ball under these conditions. Yeah. This next grouping, Robbie Capita with two nice wins, nine zero nine two to advance to the third round, beat the Vietnamese player, uh, win Tuan in the second round. And then the other grouping, Wojciech uh, ends up cruising, winning two matches, and he'll face Robbie Capito tomorrow. No real surprises there. Uh, the one with the big surprise, Kopin Chung wins his first match pretty easily. Corey Duell over Eric Roberts, and then Corey wins 9-6. to six. We've talked about that a few times. And Corey's going to face Omar Al-Shaheen who advanced past Donnie Mills in the second round, Flip nine to six. Flip the coin there. Flip the coin there. We'll talk about tomorrow's matches, you know, later tonight or tomorrow, but that's crazy, man. I mean, you would have never thought out of coming out of that area it was going to be those two. But anyway. Yeah, the next grouping, probably another first-round upset, Nathan Wallace over Kopin Han, uh, the, the youngest co- Brother, uh, he faced Carlo Beato in the second round. Beato took care of him 9-2. to two. And then uh, we had mentioned that the match between Dennis Grabe and the Vietnamese player, Kien, in the second round might be a barn burner. And sure enough, Dennis ends up winning 9-8, to eight, uh, and he'll advance to play Carlo Beato in round three. Should be a good matchup there tomorrow. 
moving down further, we had Sanjin uh, and uh, advancing in the first round and so did Vitali and they played each other in the second round. And we mentioned that was kind of a pick em, We thought as Sanjin gets by nine to six, he's in round three. Uh, and Tyler Steyer with two impressive mm-hmm. wins beats Frankie Hernandez and then beats another Vietnamese player at the end. And he'll face Sanjin in round three. Did you get, I saw you took some pictures with Tyler. Did you get a chance to talk to him after that match? No. Um, but I've just been, you know, being with Oscar and, and, uh, Tyler's, you know, uh, good friends and Tyler's a good friend, you know? And, and so I pick up on, um, like for me, it wasn't on the story side of it, it wasn't a whole lot because I kind of expected that from Tyler. But what I did pick up on is just like his, he's just different, man. He's just different. He just, he looks yeah. like he, he's a professional body, now. It, well, yeah. no, it's his body language. just got yeah. like this subtle confidence. Like this is what I'm supposed to do. And I did it, you know? And yeah. that's what that's the vibe I pick up from him, and he shows it, dude. Like that's what's crazy is that it, for me, it's been a it's been a transition from what you wanted to be like maybe years ago to like he's arriving and he's showing his form. Um, I'm real impressed by Tyler, like in so many aspects, man. To be honest, yeah. Uh, Bader and uh, Nick DeLeon play in the next grouping, uh, not each other yet. Uh, and then James Davey against Payne McBride. That should be a good first-round matchup. And then the one that we had been talking about quite a bit, Sam Henderson versus Federer Gorst. Uh, it'll be interesting to see Sam up against arguably one of the very top players in the world and how he's going to perform there. I mean, I don't want to put it like what Jesse and, and Moritz did because maybe that might be putting a little too much pressure on the kid, you know. Um, uh, definitely a matchup that everybody wants to see. Um, if you've, if you watched American pool over the last few months, you know, who Sam Henderson is, uh, he's not making a name for himself because he's a junior player. He's making a name for himself because the kid's playing, you know, stout and, and Federer, um, it's a trap game for sure. You know, he's, he's supposed to win. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he won, obviously, but I mean, it, it can get dicey real quick. And then I think that all the pressure would then turn on to Federer, which would just make for a great matchup. I can't wait to see what happens there, man. It would definitely be appealing. Uh, the next grouping that kicks off at 1130 Eastern time, Albin Ocean uh, plays Petri Taminen in the first round. Ray Schultz versus Curtis Evans. João Grillo from Portugal plays Juan Jose Rosa Mendes. And BJ Usri starts his run against Harshit Kedia. Uh, BJ, obviously, this is a big event for him. Needs to do well here to be in consideration for the Moscone Cup. Uh, so it'll be curious well, to see how he does. I mean, especially given what happened yesterday, right? You had two Americans who fell to the one-loss side. I mean, at least two Americans. I mean, a lot, a lot. Listen, a lot of Americans, a lot of Americans went to the one-loss side, but like two Americans who were on the cusp in in Wolford and Lucas, right? So like, if you're BJ, now you got opportunity. You know, you win two today. Now you're fate. Now you're in that spot to at least fight to get into the final 64, and now you're showing like, hey, I'm getting further, you know, than these guys are in terms. And these little things are just going to be taken into consideration. And uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be it's going to be a good day for the Americans. Shout I'll out to, to Nathan there because you told me about him being Copenhagen, and it was funny. And I told him the story yesterday, so I was trying to look for him after he beats Copenhagen, and but the bracket first showed that. Baby Co won, right? So I was like, oh, oh. never mind. Then it swapped and it said Nathan won. And you're all like, about oh. winners. If you're not a yeah. winner, you don't want to talk to him. <laughs> no, listen, you know, I've asked the one time uh, a guy who lost the match if you wanted to talk, and it was Chris Reinhold one time. And 
I said, hey, Chris, you got a minute? And he's like, I just lost. And I'm like, all right, yeah, you're right, you're right. my bad, you know? So that's like, I, that's like when uh, Conor McGregor breaks his leg in his fight and Joe Rogan's interviewing him while he's on the ground. On the floor. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, uh, it can get a little awkward, you know, and I try to like respect people's times. But um, yeah, no, Nathan played great. His body language was great. I'm a, I'm a fan of that guy. Like he's just a positive dude, man. You know? Well, you mentioned a couple of Moscone hopefuls from the U.S., going to the loser's bracket. One U.S. player that didn't go to the loser's bracket was Chris Reinhold. He comes up with a big hill-hill win against Mika Eamonen in round two to advance to round three. Uh, I imagine there was some chatter about that at the event, Mike. Uh, I got to see a little bit. So in one table, it was uh, Chris and Mika, and then the table behind them was Daniel Masial and Jeff DeLuna. And Jeff was on Masial, like, I think, you know, eight to five or something, and they were in a safety match. So I'm doing, like, this number, you know? And and this and I'm trying to like okay getting a good shot here and someone's kicking there you might have something exciting happen, um, yeah no I mean listen Mika's playing great pool right now I spoke with him with a little bit yesterday, um, he just it blows my mind how after all these years he can still be so such a strong player, you know yeah. uh, he did mention that remarkable. yeah I mean he mentioned that his break was a bit of a liability compared to others you know but it's relative but when it comes to run out I mean the guys the guy's in it with anyone. Um, so I got to see maybe like the last two games of Chris and Mika. I mean, Chris uh, came clutch when he needed to, but yeah, I mean, it's a big win for him for sure. You know, he's got to continue with though. Yeah. On the bottom part of that grouping, you had uh, Yuma Dorner, a uh, young German player. God, I uh, call that one. Yeah. Faced off against Thorsten Holman in round two. Thorsten yeah. gets that one. So Thorsten advances to play Chris tomorrow. Uh, should be a good match there. Uh, moving on down, uh, Fortunski wins his first two matches. He's on to round three. And no real surprises here. He's going to face uh, Imran Majid in round three. Uh, Basar wins his opening match, uh, the Albanian player, and goes on to play Sullivan Clark in round two, which we were both saying we love Sullivan Clark, great young player, but not quite um, making huge waves yet. Well, it turns out he wins that match against Basar, makes it into round three, and he'll play Kopinyi. No surprise there. Kopinyi wins his first two matches, 9-3, 9-0. So that'll be an intriguing matchup there with Sullivan Clark and Kopinyi. Sullivan's from New Zealand, I believe. So yeah, that should be... Or, or uh, Australia, something like that. Yeah, somewhere around there. I, I want to say New Zealand. I, and then you can't tell by the flags because the flags are so close. No, yeah. no offense to our New Zealand, our Kiwi, and our Australian yeah. followers, yeah. but I have such a hard time with those two flags. Why do you make them so similar? You know? oh, man. <laughs> uh, matchups for today. Sky Woodward takes the table at 1130 Eastern time. Uh, we mentioned earlier Dim Dimitris Gelatas, who will also be playing in that grouping. Uh, Georgie from Georgie Georgiev from Bulgaria. Opens up today against Nick Taraka, and Alex Pagulayan starts his U.S. Open run today as well at 11.30. 10 a.m. matches, which would be coming up, what, Mike, pretty soon, a couple hours. Uh, Billy Thorpe kicks no, 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 off. 30 minutes, buddy. 30 minutes matches start. Okay, Nataberg from um, Estonia. Sharik Syed and Naoki Oi will be playing Derek Dea. 
uh, starting at 10, 10 a.m. Next grouping, uh, Jonas. This, this is the one. You're all over the place, Joe. You're talking about yesterday and today. Listen, this is one of the ones that you want to see in round two from today. Levan and Gomez. They're supposed to win their first round matchups. This is the one you want, you're going to want to see in that second round if they both win early on. It's going to be a great match. I'm just going right down the brackets. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, that's the thing. As you go down the brackets, there's a grouping or two that played yesterday and yeah. played two rounds, and then there's a grouping that hasn't played. So that's why I'm just going right through them. Um, but we'll also see a nice, interesting first-round match with Quack and Joey Tate this morning, 10 a.m., uh, Eastern time. I learned it's Huang. It's, that's his first name is Huang. Huang. Yeah. Wait, it's it's so fun to say Quack. It's like Quack. Yeah, it is. It's like guacamole. Yeah. Okay, Huang. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> we also have a couple Americans kicking off, which could make an interesting second round matchup today if they both win, which is Hunter Lombardo and Jeremy Sassi. Uh, so say Sassi. I would say. And then uh, Blaine Barkas. Uh, we'll be playing at 11.30 a.m. against Gary Serrano and Jason Shaw taking on Rob Hart at 11.30. Jason Shaw will start his U.S. Open run. Uh, two matches that occurred yesterday as you go down through the bracket. No surprise, Joshua Filler wins his first two matches, uh, and he advances to round three. Uh, the matchup that we had talked about in the first round between Lucas Werner and Scott Frost turns out to be not too competitive. Uh, Lucas takes care of business nine to three. I know there was some side betting on that match. A lot of people uh, like Scott in that match. And Lucas really shows that he's a better rotation player at this point, I believe. But then turns around and gets upset in the second round. Maybe not upset. Uh, Frank Candela is a good player from Italy. You know I got to see a little bit of it. He wasn't upset because Lucas was up pretty big on on Frank. I want to say somewhere around like the eight five mark, you know. So Frank, what showed, happened? Uh, I don't remember because I was bouncing around a little bit, but I was just kind of like keeping an eye out. And when I saw Lucas up, I said, "Okay, the kid's handling his business," you know. Um, but then maybe like fast forward another fifteen minutes later, I, all I hear is the is a shout, and I'm looking over, and it's Frank, and I'm like, "There's no way he came back and won." And sure enough, I looked at the scoreboard, and I mean, listen, I don't. Lucas needs good wins, but Frank plays tough. Frank is a very underrated player, um, and I knew it was going to be competitive, but I wasn't. I, it, the way it should have ended in like a nine-six kind of range for Lucas just showed the heart that that uh, that Frank had for me. Yeah, and you know, Lucas has to be pretty disappointed. From that, he would have advanced to play Josh Filler. Instead, he's going to go to the one-loss side. Now, uh, next group, he was he was 8-4 down. There he is in the chat. He said he was 8-4 down. <laughs> Good job, Frank. Yeah, Good win yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Shane Wolford uh, wins 9-5, advances to round two, where he plays Tolian Han and ends up losing 9-8 in a thriller. Uh, that was an so exciting matchup, man, because Shane was down, I want to say, like 5-2. Then he go. Then he uh, – then around five two, uh, Han takes a break, and so uh, fast forward to like twenty minutes later, then he comes back and takes the lead, and I think what was it? He won Hill Hill, right? Yes. But it was it. Wolford looked Wolford looked really good in that matchup. But man, we've seen we've seen the older Singaporean player just play like a grinder man kind of style of play, you know, and it's just yeah. what he did to Wolford. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, with the, the younger players, right. They, every game is important. Right. And, 
you know, against veteran players, against this level of competition, yep. you know, one slip up couldn't cost you the whole match. Uh, and so to finish off that group of four there, that group of eight, rather, uh, Jesse Engel and Moritz faced off in round two. Moritz Newhausen takes it down nine to eight. Uh, so you had two Hill Hill matches that lead into tomorrow's third round match between Han and Moritz Newhausen. So uh, interesting results there. Beaster Bosch. Uh, he wins nine to two in the first round, but then he loses to Tom Staveley in the second round, nine to six. Uh, and then the next grouping, we have Chang Yu Lung, who advances with a hill hill win over uh, An- Anton Raga, which is pretty much a surprise, I would say. Uh, if if you saw the la- the U.S. Open at Mandalay, Chang Yu Lung came with one of the best shots you've ever seen in your life on the TV table in crunch time. That guy, he really hasn't. Um, made a wave on the, you know, on the pro pool scene since then, really. Um, but that was a big win against Anton. And kudos to Anton because he fought back and he fought back, you know, very tough. Uh, it came down to one matchup where Chang Yu Lung and he's just, he put him in some really difficult safes, um, grinded him down there at the end with just top level execution on a TV table. When Anton comes storming back, I mean, it was a great matchup. And Chang Yu Lung, was just in the final um, out there in Connecticut as well. So can he go on a run? I mean, he's a he's a Taiwanese player. You know, he can. Yeah, I got to watch uh, some of that match out in in Connecticut, and I found it so interesting because his style is so different in terms of his posture as he shoots. His head is like a good 12, 14 inches above his cue, which you see from a lot of the players nowadays. They're they're normally the cues right under their chin, but he looks like he's almost not even ready to shoot. Like he's kind of way upright, mm-hmm. um, but in deadly accurate. Great player there. Uh, the next grouping we have uh, Demetrius Lakatos, who ends up losing in round two to Khalid Algabdi. Uh, so nice win for the youngster there. And then uh, Alex Kazakis advances uh, with two pretty pretty convincing victories. So that'll be an interesting third round matchup. Uh, your boy Max Lechner through to round three, wins his first two matches, and he's going to face Babika in round three. Uh, the Polish player there. so Strong veteran player. That's going to be a good matchup. Yeah. Oscar Dominguez wins his first two matches, uh, 9-4, 9-5. He's into round three. And he's going to play Kang Lee, who also advanced. Second round matchup. Killer. Yeah, a little, bit of, a little bit of an upset there. Second round match beating Alexa, uh, 9-8. to eight, That's so. my horse. That's my horse. I was sweating that. I was talking with Ralph Eckert for like a good 30 minutes last night, and that was a matchup that I'm kind of like just – you know, looking in the corner there, um, Kang, Kang Lee plays tough, man. Kang Lee, I call him the giant killer, man, because he just – he upsets big names all the time. And that guy, I, I don't know what it is about him. He just – it's like you're supposed to lose, but he never loses, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so I, I didn't even well. really know about him until I started seeing him on the Pro Billiard Series, yeah. you know, the 10-ball series. And uh, he just attended every one of those events and he got in there and he grinded and he, well, he was working with, he was working with Ira Lee too. So it was yeah, like, he uh, was with the lights and stuff, yeah. but you know, the fact that he just kept hanging in there and then he started winning matches against players that you're like, should he win that match? And then all of a sudden you're like, Hey, maybe he's favored in that match. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, interesting there. Danny Hewitt, uh, knocks off Al Youssef in round two, uh, nine to five to advance to round three. And uh, Miguel Silva, I think, I guess from Portugal. 
is that from Portugal? Uh, knocks off Jose Alberto Delgado in round two, and he will play Danny Hewitt, Hewitt tomorrow. Uh, back to some of today's matchups going down through the bracket, and we're getting down towards the bottom. Levan Corteza plays. Roberto Gomez also plays this morning. Uh, and Mario He will be playing in that grouping as well. And then above that, we have uh, Spanish player Sergio Moreno uh, playing a Vietnamese player, uh, Fung Nam Phan. And then moving down, we have Victor Zelensky, uh, and he's – uh, competing in the first round against Barry Hetherington, uh, another Spanish player, Marco Sanz Mar- Martin, playing John Francisco, friend of the show, and Tim DeRoyter against Tim DeRoyter against Kim Lockinson, which that should be a really good first round matchup. I think that one could go either way. And then Loho Sam plays Ryan Borsa as well. Um, P.S. Labudis is playing today at 10 a.m. local time. Jesus Atencio is playing against Brent Worth at 10 a.m., younger player there. Uh, Kevin West kicks off today, and Changjun Lin as well at 10 a.m. And then the next group that kicks off at 11.30, John Mora will be playing against the Vietnamese player, Do Thay Quen, uh, Alex Montpellier, Met Vergara, Jenny Uski against Matt Crawl. Uh, and then moving down to some results from yesterday. So yesterday we had uh, the Taiwanese player, Hasia advance to round three, beats Gerson 9-1 to one in round two. That's a pretty big result right there. Uh, That's nine my to horse, one. man. That's my horse. Uh, strong Taiwanese player. And the good thing, the great thing that you see with the Taiwanese player is that much like the Filipinos, they always show love to each other, man. Like if you go and, and watch their matchups, it don't matter if it's on TV table or outside table. If they're done with their, they're sweating, you know, they're, they're, uh, uh, they're, they're a guy, man. So, um, yeah, was strong, very well. And I was looking at, so we were, I was doing the, uh, uh, cause we had our fantasy draft. I was looking through Fargo, you know, thing. Right. And, and uh, I noticed that Gerson had a higher Fargo rate, by, I think, by like a good 20 points or something over Chen. But not one. I mean, that's that's strong, man, against Gerson. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. That's one of those cases where Fargo uh, might not be a good predictor with those two. You know, maybe the uh, Taiwanese player has not had as many uh, – matches entered into there uh the next grouping we have uh what melina let me ask you this what's going on with jeremy seaman just seems like his results lately have not been great and he gets knocked off first round nine seven by billy gallagher any thoughts on that um no i mean listen jeremy really working only plays, man just yeah i mean jeremy really only plays um predator events for the most part so i mean it's a different it's a different animal being out here um it, you know, but Jeremy, it's, it's, you know, so, uh, and I like Jeremy a lot. You know, I think, I think Jeremy's got an underrated game, like relative to Americans. Um, I think he's trying to, I think gamble some with Chris Reinhold too, now that I think about it. Um, oh, but, really? Yeah. I mean, you know, it could just be kind of like, flip. I got a lot of respect game, you know, yeah, but like you said, he's a working man, but he's a, he's a grinder. Uh, David Alcady's on the round three. He's going to play Hasia tomorrow. Uh, and then today, 10 a.m. matches that'll be kicking off. Uh, I really like this matchup here. Niels Fayan against Tyrell Blowers, the young player from Wyoming. Uh, if you guys haven't seen him play, he's a, he's a very talented young player. Uh, will he be able to do some damage against Niels? Not quite sure. 
But let's see. I told, I told this guy, wake up, wake up at 6 o'clock so we can go to the gym. And now he's barely hitting me up right now. Uh, he's oh, gosh. Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mason uh, Koch, Daniel Guttenberg will be playing at 11.30 a.m. And Darren Apple. Watch out for Dan- Daniel Gutenberg. He, he's, another, he's another Austrian that can make a run in this event. That guy plays good. Well, he's he's headed for a second round matchup potentially against Darren Appleton, which should be interesting. Uh, Chris Melling kicks off at eleven thirty a.m. against Christian Dimitrov. Uh, Chris Alexander uh, will be playing from the UK against Robert Weimer Jr. Tommy Tokov starts his U.S. Open run against John Hoff and Zolnaki and Joven Bustamante. One of the toughest first round matchups I think we see on the charts. Uh, who do you like in that one, Mike? Who does who does Zolnaki and and Bustamante? Give me give me Oliver, but you're right, it's a tough matchup. I'll take Oliver though. I'll take that that kid. Just this is his. Listen, what, what we just talked about a minute ago with like Joven and Kang. I'm sorry, with uh, Jeremy Seaman and Kang Lee. That's what I can. Uh, what what Joven is to the Pro Beard Series. You know, he does great in those events, but matchroom uh, nine ball against a, a a kid who plays very very well and Oliver. I like Oliver in this matchup. All right, we'll bet a piece of Talm chalk on it, okay? I'll take Joven. Fire. All right, I like Pyro. Talm Pyro, Pyro okay? Uh, <clears throat> okay, in the other grouping, we have Massiol faced off against Jeff DeLuna in round two. Jeff DeLuna got that one nine to seven. Uh, and then in the bottom part of that bracket, Aloysia Schaap advances with two wins. Uh, so him and DeLuna will play tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. And then the final grouping of eight we had Marco Tuscher advance. Uh, he beats Elliot Sanderson in round two. He actually had a tough round one matchup against Sergio Rivas. So he's had good two good uh, wins there. And he will face the number two seed in the tournament, Shane Van Boning, who cruised nine to two, nine to zero. So no real test there for Shane at this point. Uh, so they'll be facing off in round three. So that's really the whole bracket, guys. We went through everybody who played yesterday as well as the players that are going to play today. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. What are you most looking forward to today, Melina? The morning matchups are going to be fired, man. We talked about Cash Keaton and uh, and Will Kun Lin, Federer and Sam Henderson. Those are the two for me that I'm going to go check out here in about 15 minutes. Um, but it's going to be all day because guys are going to be playing two rounds, whether you win or lose. Uh, so you're going to want to sweat the action matchroom, uh, live. You can sweat it on the zone. I think, uh, matchroom multi-sport on YouTube. If you're here on the States, if you're here in the States, uh, if you're out of the States, you guys can check out matchroompool.com, uh, and find out, you know, how you can sweat it on there, but it's going to be great, man. Like you can't take anything for granted and nothing's going to be chalked. You can guarantee you there's at least going to be, you know, a handful of upsets today, but who's it going to be? Yeah. So Melina, a few people are asking about the incident with Oscar since you yeah. kind of previewed it. It's crazy, man. So I get a, I was here just doing my thing. Oscar just finished his matchup, his second or his first round matchup. And then I get a message from Des, you know, Oscar's wife. And she's like, Hey, you know, you might want to check on Oscar. And I'm like, that's an interesting thing to say. And she followed that up with, you know, he didn't sound so good. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Let's, you know? So I immediately call him. No answer. I call Collins, no answer. And I'm like, okay. So Oscar texts him back. I'm, I'm all right. I'm in security right now. Okay. I'm like, where are you? You know, it's like, I'm downstairs. So I, in chingas, go downstairs and go try to find him, walk the whole floor, 
couldn't find him. Some guy who was on dope or something, man, just, you know, went after him with a knife. And luckily he didn't take a swing, but he was charging him. And, uh, um, yeah, it was, it really could have gotten, uh, scary. And yeah, I don't know, man, I, I, I was worried about my friend. I'm glad they're all right. Both my friends and, and Collins and Oscar, um, thank God it couldn't, it wasn't worse, but man, like it's, you know, and it's not like a, I mean, Atlantic city kind of has a reputation, but this has been a nice place, you know, like walking around here, it's, it's the, at least inside the casino. Yeah, normally you know? in the casinos, you're safe. It's yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, they were surprised. Obviously they were rattled. Oscar had to play like an hour after man, you know? So, um, in a matchup that was tough against Babkin from, I think he's from Romania, Romania. or something. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, but, and even whenever I was talking with him a little bit, like you can just tell he was just like, he, he was shook, you know? Yeah. So, um, but thank, like I said, thank God everything's all right. They're all right. And uh, now there's more security downstairs, which is cool. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess you just never know. It's been, I'll tell you off the air, another funny story whenever we first got in the elevator, but. <laughs> Don't tease him. Don't tease him. I, I, I cannot say it on air. I cannot say hey, it. Hey, well, listen, guys, if you want to follow the action with Melina Mike, you have to be on Facebook, Windows Open. Go to Windows Open and make sure you follow. Even if you're not a big Facebook guy, that's where a lot of his short interviews, where he does with players as they're walking off, that's where they're going to be posted. Can't really get those to me and upload it to YouTube or anything. So if you're watching on YouTube, I really encourage you to go to Facebook and follow Windows Open so you get all of this information. So with that, Mike, what are the plans today? What are you going to do? What kind of stuff are you looking to talk to? So Pinozo's coming in. Um, I'm sure we'll go live at some point today. I'm going to try to get Emily on today as well, which she was open to doing, which is great. Um, and then just kind of float around, you know, see who's making runs, who's making moves. I want to, you know, check out the winners from the first round and talk with them and um, just kind of follow the tournament. So uh, it's going to be a lot of matchups. It's going to be a long day. Yesterday, I didn't get out here until 9 p.m. Um, and I expect the same today. So uh, shout out to all of our sponsors up top, all of our monthly supporters down there at the bottom as well. Um, and then shout out to Matchroom for giving me access, man. Like I said, they're really like, they're letting me do my thing, you know, and I appreciate it. And, and, uh, I wouldn't be able to get and talk with everyone if it wasn't for them. So, well, we don't call you Matchroom Mike for nothing. You know? uh, oh man. Did you see the photo? <laughs> Did you see the photo when I showed her the shirt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you got to get Carl boys to play you a game of 10 ball for me. Okay. Oh, well, hey, listen, I'll get Carl on here, too. I'm sure I'll get Jeremy at some point, talk some more. Uh, maybe we're off record. But, hey, listen, hit up the chat. Send me a PM. Let me know who you'd like to hear from, and I'll try to get him on. Awesome. Well, thanks for all the coverage, Mike. Keep it up, and we'll be coming back to you guys soon. Take Later. care.